Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up, family? Welcome to Speak. The wait is about over seven days away, six, honestly, from the biggest game of them all, the Super Bowl. Well, here is the question. Let me remind us all, myself included, how did we get to this miraculous point in the season? Think about it. Just a year ago, Kansas City Chiefs, well, they had just won a Super Bowl, and in their minds, they were thinking, repeat. That's what they wanted. But family, remember, the season, it was not all illustrious and glorious for the Chiefs after lost after lost after lost they looked up and they were nine and six we didn't even think that the chiefs were going to get back to this point but just a couple weeks later really a week ago they hoist another afc championship trophy that's on the afc side well on the nfc side it was a completely different picture brock purdy he tears he ruptures his ucl we did not know what was going to happen he has surgery in march well then cut two Months and months and months and months and months and months and months go by. The Niners finish with 12 wins, number one seed in the NFC. And then they go to the playoffs after a seven-point deficit and a win over the Packers and a 17-point deficit win over the Lions. They posing, winning the NFC. So now you see the NFC champ, the Niners, the AFC champ, the Chiefs, and we are one week away from the biggest spectacle in American television, the Super Bowl. Let's bring it to the desk because it's a lot of stuff to celebrate, a lot of stuff to celebrate. We look ready for celebration. 2-5, this is his favorite beat. It's the same beat every day, <laughs> but it's his favorite beat. Y'all like that beat? I can rap that beat. <laughs> That's Eagles all-time rushing leader, LaShawn Shady McCoy. On the far end, that is Super Bowl champ, James Jones. Let's all love James Jones. And to his right, the brilliant Joy Taylor. Y'all, we look, the, we look Super Bowl we ready. We look super high up here. We look, we look Super Bowl ready. I'm not going to lie to him. <laughs> oh, man, if this is y'all's first time watching Speak, it's about to be fun. It's about to be a trip. Turn your volumes down. Sink into your I'm getting comfortable. You said be home. I'm home. Get comfortable, Yo, family, because this is what it's all about. This is what sports television is about. If y'all do not know, Shady McCoy, he won his first Super Bowl with the Chiefs in 2019. That's right. His first of two. So, Shady, you know what a Super Bowl run looks like. Both of these teams have made phenomenal runs. Over 100 million people will watch this game six days from now. Tell me, which run was more impressive, the Chiefs or the Niners? That's an easy one. Mm-hmm. It's got to be the Chiefs. I mean, just think about this for a second. We always thought that the Niners were the best team in football for a while, for a period of time, before the Ravens came up there and they... <laughs> right? Before Lamar Jackson did that thing, it, it, was, it was Brock Purdy, MVP, right? Him and Dak was going at it for a while. You look at the Chiefs, it was none of that. We kept talking about how, oh, Patrick Mahomes, this, this is the worst he's ever looked in his whole career. Oh, Patrick Mahomes, he got going to, for the playoffs, he got going on the road. Yeah. Can he beat the, uh, Josh Allen on the road? Can he do this? Can he do that? 
That's what we talked about. Sir. Now we talking about how they might be the best team in football back again? So for me, it's got to be the Chiefs. I mean, this is the thing they overcome. All these young wide receivers that, that drop the ball all year, they led the league in drops for a reason, right? Kelsey, is he distracted? Is it too much Swifty going on with Taylor Swift? Mm-hmm. Is, can he focus? He's not playing the same way. And what happens? Back right? Again. Chris Jones with the contract situation. Like, yeah. it was so many yeah. different things. Yeah. But now we, they're in a Super Bowl, and it's 25. Shady McCoy is picking the Chiefs to win. How much? Huh? I can show you, Brad. I can tell you. <laughs> and don't make me do it. Do not make me do it. <laughs> I'm going with the Chiefs this, this, this championship. Already on Monday, you Listen, Chiefs, I'm huh? hyped up, man. Yeah. Listen, I was in Vegas last weekend. I couldn't wait. Couldn't wait. They said, Shady, it's next weekend. I said, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I came back, and I'm going back. So I'm going with the Chiefs. I love it. George Taylor, who had the more impressive run to the Super Bowl? Yeah, it's, it has to be the Chiefs because we counted them out. Mm. Yes, we, they did. I, some people picked the Niners to be in yeah. the NFC Championship. Bang, bang. Did they do that? Yeah. Yeah. I think I did, too. Ooh. Oh, you did? Niners Bills? Oh, yeah, Niners Eagles. Niners Bills, I think. Oh, no, not in the actual Super oh. Bowl. But, you know, to get to the NFC Championship yeah, you game, you know, we expected the Niners nah, to be good. I, yeah. We expected the Chiefs to be good, but not once the season started. And we feel differently about how the Chiefs are right now because they're in the Super Bowl, but also how they played in the postseason. Because during the regular season, during the regular season, it was a different story. Not only did they have the most drops in the league, they had some bad losses. Yeah. Some losses that were very uncharacteristic. 24-9 to the 8-9 and nine Broncos in Week 8. 2014 to the 8-9 and nine Raiders Ugh. in Week 16. I forgot those to the Raiders. Aiden O'Connell was 0 for 10 now. over the final two quarters. I'm saying that kind of strong. <laughs> <laughs> that was a unique game. Uh, right, it's like that, yeah. This is a team that, that always beats yeah, we got on their head, and, yeah is in the Super Bowl now Beat them down. With, with, the, with the best player in the league. No doubt. Joy, I'm not saying you can't lose games, but not looking like that. Yeah. Is that the game where the, where the quarterback only threw the ball? Oh, for 10 in the final three quarters, Raiders, yeah. That's a bad loss. That's a bad loss. And then the loss to the Eagles as well. So it wasn't just that they were, you know, coming down off the Super Bowl. They didn't look like themselves. Right. Yeah. No question if they were going to be able to get back on track with the That's wide true. receivers. Travis Kelsey wasn't himself. So I think, obviously, it sounds a bit silly because – you know, we said if they wound up in the AFC Championship game, would anyone be surprised? No. But during the season, it did not feel like that. It felt like it. We were even doing, we were hitting the panic button and mm-hmm. saying, is this the end of the dynasty? Are they ever going to reach a dynasty? So for them to be here after everything that they went through during the regular season, mm. I think it has to be very impressive. I think it's very impressive what the Chiefs did. Very impressive what the Chiefs did. I'll say the Niners had the more impressive run. And the reason I'll say the Niners had the more impressive run, let's fast forward literally. We can go, a, oh, rewind. A year ago today. A year ago today, the Chiefs were about to play in the Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill. And they were about to win another Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill. But the same year ago today, the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers was about to undergo surgery on his throwing arm. Not surgery on his big toe, not surgery on an ankle, not surgery on a knee, surgery on the arm that he utilizes to throw the football. Cut two. That same quarterback was about to be a sophomore. There is something we know in sports called a sophomore slump. Okay. So not only was that quarterback about to be a sophomore, where notably most quarterbacks slump, he was about to be a sophomore coming off surgery on his throwing arm when you don't usually have that particular surgery on your throwing arm, so we don't even necessarily know how a quarterback is supposed to train nor adjust to that. That is why I will say the Niners. I recall having incredible conversations on this desk when we talked about the Niners. And before the season, most of us had to reserve our opinion on the Niners until what? Until we saw Brock Purdy play. 
Because we didn't even know what Brock Purdy was going to be capable of doing or not be capable of doing. We didn't know if he was going to be able to throw the football family. So what I don't want to now do is adjust my expectation of Brock Purdy and the Niners because they have completely excelled beyond our wildest imagination. For me, the Niners were still more impressive because if I were to say Patrick Mahomes goes back to a Super Bowl or sophomore Brock Purdy goes back to the goes to his first Super Bowl after surgery on a throwing arm, I would think that that was more impressive. James, what say you, sir? I hear you, but this ain't even close how, uh -oh. how the seasons went. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs had the most impressive run. Brock Purdy was in the MVP conversation all year long. Patty Mahomes was having his worst season all year long. Receivers led the league in drops. When you talk about an impressive run, Andy Reid had to be a whole lot better. Dang, I got these young fellas dropping these balls. What kind of, what kind of plays I'm going to call for Patrick Mahomes? Like, everybody, the defense had to step up. The defensive coordinator's been coaching out of his mind like, Everybody had to step up in this run. When the Niners lost game, it's all oh, they ain't healthy. When they get healthy, they'll be back. The Niners went in, and I won't almost every game favored. They went to the mm. link. 10 and 1 Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. They coming in there favored. Everybody all year long has believed in the 49ers that they would be in this game, right? Beginning of the season, sure. Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs coming off a of Super Bowl, they're going to be in this football game. But as the season went on, we, especially me, I'm like, it ain't no chance we see Patty in this football game. And then they wake up, and you go on the road to beat a Josh Allen, who's an elite quarterback, yeah. and you go on the road again and beat the MVP in Lamar Jackson after all the ups and downs that you had in this football season. This is an impressive run by Patrick Mahomes, and that's why I feel like if he can capitalize on this and win a Super Bowl, I don't know what else there is left to say about Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and the Kansas City. Let me ask a question for the desk. And I think everybody knows this person. I hate this person. And I was this person. We all know this person. I hate this person. And I was this person. This person is the sandbagger. Let's go back to conditioning in the summer when we were in college or in your sports team. And coach says, James Jones, Joy Taylor, LaShawn McCoy, you have 20 100-meter sprints. Very simply put, you got to sprint the length of the football field, 100-yard sprints. You got 40 minutes, 40 seconds to rest. Yeah. You got to sprint back the length. Now, there was always one individual, and I was that one, <laughs> who for the first 18 of them, you're chilling. Chilling. Yeah. And then them last two, coach blows the whistle. Hey, fourth quarter. Get your fours up, two more. And then them last two, you just guns blazing. Usually the last two joy is when the head coach trots down from his office to see who's working hard. And the one sandbagger, now he's sprinting them last two and the head coach is like, hey, great job, Acho. Meanwhile, my teammate shade him, of course, like, bro, you wasn't even running the whole time. Can you applaud the sandbagger who I will now call the Kansas City Chiefs? Obviously, the reason being is the Chiefs are this talented. Travis Kelsey, you've been this good. Where was your Ravens' performance all season? MVS, you iced the game. The game was on the line versus the Ravens, and you iced it. Wait, where was that versus the Eagles when Patrick Mahomes needed you on a deep ball? So the reason I will say that I'll give more credit to the Niners, and obviously you can give it to the Chiefs. I don't say it for argument's sake. I just say it for the sake of a, a further conversation is the Chiefs always had this. So I won't lower my expectation of the Chiefs because they lower their performance. The Niners came to work more often than the Chiefs came to work. There were three games we can say the Niners didn't come to work. But the Niners brought it every single week. To me, that's more impressive than a team who didn't, but brought it when it mattered most. I agree with Stupid. you at the beginning Sand, of the Sandbaggers. Sandbaggers. That's a new one. I never heard that you one. You never heard it? Yeah. 
Yeah, I've heard of it. Oh, I've never heard that. Wow. Yeah. I learn something every day. <laughs> you got you, you to give them a little talking to afterwards. <laughs> you, go. you didn't know that dude? Either we all running slow for the first 15. That's it. That's it. Okay. Man, you're not, on my team. you're not doing that. <laughs> Yo, my man. Because yeah. I was that guy. <laughs> <laughs> the Chiefs have three all pros this year. Obviously, we're not going to count Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey are still, you know, extremely elite players. They weren't mm-hmm. all pros this year. So let's call it five because they had Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and they weren't all pros this year. Mm-hmm. The Niners have seven. Yeah. I hear you in the beginning of the season. We did have a lot of questions about what Brock Purdy was going to look like. And his recovery from that and this season, that's probably going a little overlooked. Yes. That he That he yes. also had that that's surgery. Crazy. We're not, we're not giving him credit for coming back from that as well because it, it, it feels so long ago. But I think once now that we have, we, we've seen the entirety of the season, we've seen how it's gone. We have the, the evidence of how great this Niners team is. They have seven all pros. They've played at a high level. They beat teams down all season long. We're favored in so many games. It's, we can ha- to me, I can pull back and say, uh, obviously the Niners season was incredibly impressive. And Brock Purdy is a man impressive. And this might be one of the best runs, especially if they end up winning, that Shanahan, it will be Shanahan's best run of his career. So it is extremely impressive. But as the season went on, we wrote the Chiefs off. There was never a point this season where we were like, yeah, the Niners are not going to no. get this together. No. The Niners are not really who they say they are. They had some injuries. And we were like, eh, can Brock Purdy win without Debo Santos? And that was it. So when we're talking about how this season has gone, at the beginning of the season, totally agree with you. Those are the conversations we were having. But now that we know how it went, I just I'm 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 thoroughly impressed with the Chiefs. And to be able to block out all that noise, like that to me is is incredibly impressive as well. Because the expectations are always super high for the Chiefs. And you're struggling like that to to overcome that, to talk, to hear everybody saying there's nothing that can be fixed here. Yeah. That Travis Kelsey's not gonna get it together to now be in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, we was having conversations with the Chiefs like is Travis Kelsey traveling, hurting the team? Like, it was it was a bunch of stuff. Is Travis Kelsey dating the Swifties, hurting the team, the stardom of Travis? Like, it was, it was a lot of Wait, stuff. I think it's just one, Swift. You know, Swifty, Swift. Yeah. Or Swift. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever, whatever they got going on. You know what I'm saying? We had a lot of questions, man. He over here at this soccer game. He dropping the football over here. It was all he that. Football over here. <laughs> <laughs> only, only thing we had about the Niners is when they played their worst football, they won him. Yeah. Right. And we all know in the National Football League, the hardest thing to do is be consistent, especially when you're Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. When you know that when people walk into your building, they are making sure, hey, this is the measuring stick right here. The Kansas City Chiefs and Patty Mahomes. If we can beat them, we have an opportunity to win a Super Bowl. So you're getting everybody's best shot every single week. And they were a real inconsistent football team all year long. And to finally, when it mattered, number one, it starts with the quarterback. When it mattered to be hitting on all cylinders, your superstar players stepping up, coaches coaching out of their mind, this is an impressive run. But I got a question for y'all two at the end of the desk then, because, uh, James, I know you got two, two boys, mm-hmm. right? 11 and 9? 10 and 12. 10 and 12. Yep. It's Athletes. like, do you, do you credit your son, the one who always does it right? Does he get less credit for the one than the one who does it wrong but finally does it right? Because I look at the Niners as the one who, they, they always did it right. They did, they, their average margin of victory was 19 points a season, second in the league. They did it right. They got to the playoffs. They did it right. They just always did it right. Everything was right, 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 right. Then the Chiefs would have son, if I, if, if I may, mm-hmm. that like always did it wrong. But finally, finally they did it right. And we're applauding them for having done it wrong and finally getting it right more than shady in my mind. We're applauding the person who just, they just did it right. From week one, the Niners beat the Steelers 30 to seven week one. Then I think week two, I think they beat the Rams 30 to 23. Then I think week three, they just boom. Then they beat the Cowboys. Then they boom. So the Niners just were always good. 
is that not worthy of greater applause than the team who, like, have I, the ability I, to be this good? I hear you, no. but I, I like. What, it's an easy one. If, if, I don't yeah. want to discredit the. I don't want to discredit the Niners' path one. at all either. Speak but like, they they did play pretty poorly all season long. The Chiefs did, and then I yeah. had to go on the road. We won't count the Dolphins because. This is my misery. But <laughs> they had to go on the road and beat Josh Allen and then go on the road and beat the best team in the AFC. Right. Well, if anything, you would be disappointed in the 49ers. Why? Because both my kids is the Chiefs. They do something right. I'm like, I see you, dog. There you go. You know what I'm saying? They're not consistent like the 49ers. So for me, like, if they was like the Niners and then they messed up, I'd be like, come on, bro. That ain't even you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you been boom, boom, boom. Like, you handle your business. Man, we ain't even got to get on you. But mine are the Chiefs. So that's why I say that's more impressive. Because if I wake up or something, I was like, Hey, but you did it on your own. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive to me. That's why I'm taking Patty and the Chiefs on this uh, one right here. I love it. Well, over the weekend, there was a breaking news in the NFL. The Washington Commanders hired new offensive coordinator Cliff Kingsbury. Here is why that's interesting. Kingsbury coached Caleb Williams, the heralded number one overall pick, most likely, in college. The Commanders have the number two overall pick. Should they go all in on Caleb? That is next. Don't forget, check us out every day, Fox Sports Channel on Sirius. Experience, what they gonna do with the enemy? Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back. Second and short, family. Our second topic of the day. Buckle up for this one. This is fascinating. Cliff Kingsbury, Caleb Williams, college coach, has now moved on to the NFL, the commander's offensive coordinator. But get this. Remember, Caleb Williams is supposed to be the number one overall pick in the draft, and the commanders have the number two overall pick in the draft. Williams was excited about the move. Check out what he posted on social. He says, my dog, congrats. Love to see that right there. All right, bring us on camera, please. We know that the Chicago Bears have the number one overall pick. But they also have a quarterback in Justin Fields who was taken in the first round just three years ago. The Commanders have the number two overall pick. New head coach Dan Quinn went to the Super Bowl in 2016 with the Falcons. New offensive coordinator Cliff Kingsbury, former head coach of Kyler Murray. Now, Commanders have the number two overall pick. Joy, should they go all in on this phenom of a quarterback, Caleb Williams? Yeah. Of course. I mean, this is also pending that the Bears would not like Caleb Williams and they are in the driver's <laughs> seat in this situation. But yes, in this in this scenario, uh, Chicago is willing to deal and they're going to stick with Justin Fields just yep. for, for pretend purposes. Yeah, of course. I mean, you're not going to move back far in the draft. You swap picks, give them a first round pick next year. That's a great deal for Chicago if you're going to end up staying in that position yeah. and stay, stay with Justin Fields. I mean, I, I feel like the Caleb Williams thing has gotten a little bit crazy, and the further that we get away from the season, everyone will kind of settle down a bit. It was like, oh, like, is he still the number one overall pick? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Caleb Williams is going to be the number like one that. overall pick in the draft. I think everyone needs to just take a, take a chill pill. <sighs> yes, he's going to go first. And the Washington <laughs> Commanders 
who absolutely need a franchise quarterback should be going all in on the situation. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that this is, this is a move that guarantees that this is going to happen. This is a lot of foreshadowing, and we're putting things together here. But this would be a great pairing. He mm-hmm. did well under him. He did. And I, I would love to see it if Chicago is going to end up staying with Justin Fields. Why not do it? Right? Listen, first of all, the owner, the new owner of the Commanders, Josh Harris. You know where he came from. Philadelphia. I know him very well. You talk about magic. What's your magic want to do? He want to have a big splash. So first of all, people don't know this. Keller Williams, right, is from D.C. He's from there. Is he? Yeah, he's right from. I'm home. I'm here. He he talked about how he wants to have a big impact with a new organization and some have some type of stake in the the ownership, right? Mm -hmm. He's trying to do all these things to get this player. He's from there. Why not? And then your offensive coordinator coached him already. His best year in college, he had him. Cliff had him. At, uh, in, um, where was that? At uh, USC? Why not take him? He's that good, and you look at the weapons that you have around him. So, earlier this year, when the um, commanders traded a lot of their players, their defensive guys, from Chase Young to um, um, Sweat, Montez yeah, Montez. Sweat, they gave him up. Okay, so why are you doing that? Why are you doing that for? If you're trying to rebuild, cool. If you want to rebuild, it's the first way to do it. You go get you a superstar generational quarterback like Caleb Williams. Yeah. I don't care if he cries in the stand. I don't care what he do. <laughs> I know on that field, he gives out crazy work and he gets crazy busy. Yeah. That's what they need. Look at the wide receiver um, um, tandem they have over there, right? They deep. They fast. They can compete. Yeah, you get nice. them, you get a solid defense where Dan Quinn is an excellent mind at defense. That's what they need. So if y'all want to be the regular commanders, <laughs> Don't is get it, it. Is it worth what it will take to get it? Yeah. Because assume they have to move up. You're yes, talking about yes. probably three first-round picks, including the current one they have, cool. probably three total. Is it worth all that? Yes. Do you know why? See, when the 49ers did it, everybody, they bashing for it because Trey Lance didn't work out, yeah. right? But I guess Kyle's the only thing we need is a quarterback. With all these great pieces around it. They want to try to rebuild. When you're trying to rebuild, give all that away. Because once you get that quarterback, now each year you can build some new, a new, a new uh, position. All right, let's get some linemen this year. Let's get – you got what you need and get a quarterback. Yeah. That's all you need. And that's the thing with this football team, too. They are rebuilding. So if They're you rebuilding. are rebuilding, you need to get a quarterback at the quarterback spot that you could plug in there and say, for the next 10 to 15 years, you are a quarterback. So I would give up in any, in anything and everything to go get him, right? Yeah. Why not? You bring in Cliff because that is a sign that, hey, man, talk to us about the young fella. He already ran your scheme. This is home for him. I think they are setting up to do whatever they have to do to go out here and get Caleb Williams. And then not only that, the defensive side of the ball this season, you said, forget it, right? We're not going to win no games. Two of our best pass rushers in Chase Young and Montez Sweat, you guys are gone. So this is not a defensive football team. What you do have is really good offensive talent. And if you get a really good quarterback in there with your really good offensive talent, now you compete. It might be 35-37. That's okay. But you are able to compete, and you have some good pieces on the offensive side of the ball. And Dan Quinn being a defensive mind, I don't care if it's free agency, whatever it may be, you can bring in some of those guys in free agency and not worry about those draft picks. But if this is your guy, he's from D.C., coach coached him at USC. I think he won the Heisman under him, right? Or no. no, no, not the Heisman. When the Heisman under that. So this is my next question okay. for everybody, because I got to put a pause on this. Obviously, I, I do the most work with college football on the desk. L- Lincoln is who brought Caleb the Heisman. Yeah. Both when Caleb dominated at OU, but then he won the Heisman at SC. Mm-hmm. Cliff came in this past year and Caleb actually didn't enjoy the same success he enjoyed the previous year at SC and the previous year at OU. Does that matter to you all that Lincoln had Kyler Murray in the NFL and obviously Lincoln and Kyler went back and forth. There were spats. Kyler at least didn't publicly portray that he respected Lincoln Riley. Lincoln had 
uh, Cliff had Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech, and the best he went there was eight and five with Patrick Mahomes. Does this worry y'all at all that it's Cliff? It's not like we're saying Lincoln. We're saying yeah. Cliff yeah, Kingsbury. Cliff, Cliff is, a, is, a, is a good coach. I don't know if he's necessarily a good head coach, right, right. but he's a I good agree. coach. And, yeah. he, and, and Caleb did go up in some numbers this year. Like he's, He had a good season. He's still going to be the number one overall pick. And you know, we're, having conver- we're having conversations that are even entertaining things like getting percentages in teams or saying where you need to go because of how, how he is. So if, if Cliff was the head coach, that might be a little concerned. Right. But he's not the head coach. So I think that the, the support system that they're building there – the way that they're structuring the coaching, uh, the coaching staff, the way that they've changed over the organization and they're looking towards the future in a completely different way than they have really in a very long time, I've, I would feel very good about this situation. And then also, you know, you got to think about the division. How are you going to compete in that division, the way that those teams are set up? Yeah. you got to be able to have an offense. you got to be able to hang. So I, I, I don't have in mind with them building on that side of the ball to start. And, and this, is a, this is a generational talent. Like, who cares? Risk whatever. They, they, if you're giving up three first-round picks, which obviously we all realized was not the best choice in Trey mm-hmm. Lance, what are you going to do for Caleb Williams? I'm not saying trees don't go to the sky, but if you swing and miss on this, everyone would have done the same thing. And, and not only that, like, the wins might not have been there, but if you turn this tape on, it's, oh, my goodness, ain't it? College football. Mm-hmm. No doubt. <laughs> but, but there were there were he did fall short much more this year than ever in years Wins before. Now is our production both. Wise. Like we're, we're, there hasn't been a game this year. Y'all remember the Notre Dame game most notably. SC Notre Dame. Yeah. Caleb, it's all on you. Your national championship uh, aspirations mm-hmm. are on the line because I believe they had already taken one L, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Don't have the schedule in front yeah. of me. I think it was to Oregon. Against Notre Dame, Caleb comes out, pick, 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 yeah, pick, 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 Look bad. We hadn't seen that Caleb Williams prior. So the only – and again, I don't even know how much credit I can give Cliff or blame I can give Cliff because I think it's all Lincoln. But really my question, though, 2-5 then is, do you want to give Caleb to Cliff given the fact that it's just the same thing that you saw in college, or do you want more nah. growth, more I, maturation? Yeah, I love them together. I think when you get a quarterback like this, man, you want to be as quarterback-friendly as possible, yep. right? You want to get a guy that I know he's going to do well with my quarterback. He's going to build him up, teach him the game, right, and let him be comfortable. Man, listen, okay, he didn't have a great year at college. That's everybody. You're going to be great every season? He had a hell of a year. It wasn't what we're used to saying for him, but we know he's a good player. Another thing about Cliff I do like is um, I'm not like – a super big on um, Kyler Murray, right? Mm-hmm. I think he's just a good talent, but I'm not really big on him like that as a quarterback. But some of the years that he did, that Cliff did have Kyler, yeah. that's success. He showed some success. Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe Kyler is pretty good mm-hmm. under that system. So I like Cliff for him, and I, I think they got a, a defensive coach where I liked him because if the defense don't have the personnel, the defensive coach is so smart. Yeah. And Dan Quinn, yo, I can make up for that. Yeah. Same thing with the quarterback. Yeah, maybe I don't have all the piece I need for this young quarterback, but I got a good office coordinator that's going to help him out. So I like the move. But not- I also, I like that. Sorry, James, I, I also like that he has been a head coach. Mm-hmm. So when we talk, you talk about this all the time with Andy Reid, and in no way am I comparing him to Andy Reid. But you talk about how he brought some things that Pat did well. In oh, in college, college, yes, he did to the modern game. Well, or to, to the to the professional game. Well, mm-hmm. Clips been a head coach. Mm-hmm. So if this was his first time stepping into an offensive coordinator mm-hmm. position at the NFL level, I'd be much more concerned. Like, okay, maybe he's still just a college guy. Is he actually going to develop him? But he's spent time in the NFL. He's spent time mm-hmm. in college, and he's spent time specifically with Caleb Williams. So that, that makes me feel more confident that 
He'll be able to implement some of the things that made Caleb successful in college because right. he has that experience and comfortability and relationship yeah. with him. But he also has, Cliff has NFL experience and at not, the highest level. And not only that, everything that, that Cliff runs, Caleb knows the playbook. Mm -hmm. So that's that make it easy. Like, that's when we all came in as rookies, Ooh. it's like, what's that? We got to learn it again. I'm, I'm at San Jose State. If you call curl route, it's a curl route. Not a curl route turning into an in route and then a go route versus all these coverages. I'm running curl routes. He's like, that's an in route. Like, bruh. <laughs> you know, so offensively, you walking into the building knowing like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I know. I remember that signal. Yep. God. You're going to help the young player, fella play so much faster. I think that's going to benefit. No, like, that, that does make a, a good point. Because I remember as a rookie, like, everything sound like Ooh. Chinese. Sound like, I didn't know what they were saying. Yeah, man, but, man. but when you think about it, though, like, as a rookie, you got to learn. So now if I'm more used to the play calls, oh, I'm used to what we're trying to do, I can help you out now. Let me ask them. Final question. It might be the most important one. Cliff has proven to be a phenomenal friend to his players. Hasn't always proven to be a great coach to his players. Kyler Murray did not respect right, right. Cliff Kingsbury. That was a part of the tension. That, Kyler yeah. Murray cussing Cliff Kingsbury yeah. out. Shady, you friends with Big Red. You talk about it all day. You and Andy Reid are friends. That's my man. But you also respect him. Yeah. When Andy tells you something, oh. you're like, hey, 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 okay. Yeah. I, 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 we, we cool and all, yeah. but there's a level of reverence there. What we've heard about Caleb Williams, uh, you've met him a couple times, I've met him a couple times, but what we've heard about Caleb Williams is, you know, he wants things done his way. There's stories that he might want ownership sake in a team. So we already know that Caleb wants things done his way. At least that's what we've heard. Mm -hmm. And we know that Cliff doesn't necessarily command respect because he's too busy being buddy-buddy. Right. Would that work to Caleb's detriment? So what Joy said, he ain't the head coach. He's the coordinator, right? And, and, and most coordinators, especially with the best players, they have a good relationship, right? It's the head coach that got the real say. Yo, what, hey, what's going on in there? Hey, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't care. What he, what's up? What's going on? He demands that respect. And Andy Reid was like that. Andy Reid was super cool, like, but he had that respect. With the coordinators, though, I do feel like they could be more understanding. So maybe a head coach, he might say this to me, oh, I got you, coach. Yeah. But my coordinator, I'm like, man, what's up? Why he acting like Because <laughs> it's a different type of respect. It's a different type of understanding. So I think Cliff, in this position as a coordinator, will be great for him because you're not, you don't need all the respect as a head coach. And then the head coach, I got you. I need respect from the whole team. That's the yeah. best. You know what I'm saying? I need yeah. the backups, the starters, the the, the 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 bench war, everybody. Compared to the coordinators, like, yo, I'm dealing strictly with just my offense. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. yeah and, that, and that's true. We've all been in locker rooms. If you don't respect the head coaches, yeah, I don't know what he's doing. Yep. Right I don't really like him like that neither. So <laughs> then now, so now you get caught up, bro. Because you have been in the locker room talking to stuff. If you got a head coach that you truly respect, Cliff's going to be all right and, calling and him players. And Dan Quinn is very respectful. And, yes, right. and he's, and he's yes. been there. He's been to the, to the top of the, the game. So. Uh, well, two teams that are currently there, the Chiefs and the Niners, both in the Super Bowl. But they took drastically different routes to get there. I'll tell you the unique pass that the Chiefs and the Niners took, structuring their teams completely differently. But both have arrived at the same destination. Who has the most to gain and lose in the biggest game of the year? That's next. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations, 
or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. All right, family, here's my favorite part of the Super Bowl. I want to let you in on it. It's the fact that both teams arrived at the same destination but took vastly different routes to get there. Think about how they constructed their teams. Not at all identical, but somehow they ended up at the same place. Well, what do you mean, Acho? Let me break it down for you. The Kansas City Chiefs, they traded up to acquire Patrick Mahomes, the number 10 overall pick in the draft. I mean, think about what you had to give up to go out and get a quarterback. So that's what they wanted to do. But then when you think about their roster in totality this season, only three all pros. Joy mentioned it earlier. Add Travis Kelsey. Add Patrick Mahomes if you wish. You have five total all pros. But then on top of that, that's a team with Pat and a team with three All-Pros. Well, when I think about what the Niners did and how the Niners constructed their team, they drafted a quarterback. The last pick in the draft quite literally coined the term Mr. Irrelevant. Not a first-round pick, not a top-ten pick, the very last pick. So you got the Chiefs, number 10. The Niners, the last pick. Then you look at the Niners' roster in its totality. All-Pro, 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 All-Pro. Seven All-Pros compared to the Chiefs, three. So when you think about the Chiefs, they have a team that is built around their quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. But when you think about the Niners, they built their quarterback around the team. Completely different processes. However, they wound up at the same location. With that being said, in the biggest game of the year, really the biggest sporting event that you likely will ever see, who has the most to gain? Who has the most to lose? James, let's start first with who has the most to gain in the Super Bowl. Talk to me. <laughs> Mr. Irrelevant has the most to gain. Come on, man. This dude was the last pick in the draft. He has his team in the Super Bowl. He has 200 and something odd million dollars on the line. Mm. He has the most to gain. Kyle Shanahan already got money. Last time I checked, Big Red got money. Last time I checked, Patty got all the money. Right? Patty got all the Super Bowls. Big Red has all the Super Bowls. Brock Purdy has an opportunity in his second year as a starter, being mystery relevant, the last pick in the draft, to beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl and be a Super Bowl champion. He has the most to gain in this game. And after this game, even if they do lose, and he has a game like a Jalen Hurts or plays at a high level, the San Francisco 49ers know exactly who the quarterback of the future is. If he goes out there and, and lays an egg or doesn't play well, we back in the Jimmy G conversation. Mm. Jimmy G got you to this game. Yes, you might be a little bit more talented and made a couple more plays, but Jimmy G got to this game and lost two. You, so with that being said, when Jimmy G had McCaffrey, his numbers was like Purdy's. So all this stuff is going to be caught up in there with, when, if he loses this game and doesn't play at a high level. So for me, Brock Purdy 
has the most to gain if he can find a way to get this done and not even get it done. I don't even care about the win. Play at a very, very high level. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes. Patty. Is it Patty? Yeah, I think it's Patty. Because whether, no matter what way Patty plays, if he wins the game, it's going to count the same. That's true. Um, but the difference is going to be he will unequivocally be in the conversation for the, one of the best to ever play that position. We're not going to argue, is it, you know, Manning or, or no, some, some people might say, some people might say Rodgers still. Mm. But I'm saying, would they? I'm some people. I'm right here. I'm saying, like, I'm, you're talking about sober, though. Like, sober, <laughs> yeah, sober, 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 you know what I'm saying? Yes, it will, it will really solidify his legacy. We won't need to have any more conversations at all, ask questions about whether this is a dynasty or not. Yeah. It's not even good. It's a useless uh, question. They are good. a dynasty. So that it's going to take a lot of questions off the table. I think when I look at who has the most to gain, who's, who's pushing it further? How much mm. more does it matter for mm. Patrick Mahomes than it does for Brock Purdy? If Brock Purdy plays well and loses this game, he's going to get paid. Mm -hmm. He's he's going. It's going to. No there he might still be play. questions, but he he's going to get paid. Well, he's going to yeah. be the future if he plays well. If he plays mm -hmm. well and loses, this is an opportunity for Patrick Mahomes to put real, whatever the separation is now, even more and yeah. and get yes. closer to the greatest to ever play the game. So I just I think it's Patrick Mahomes. <sighs> James, everything about money to you. <laughs> I love money. Everything about money? Um, money ain't everything, James um, Jones. What about the legacy? Yeah, what are you doing you. it for? You, you know what? <laughs> Jay-Z Jay just won a Grammy, and he yeah. said, everything is about the money. It's who you doing it you for, and why are you doing it? <laughs> right? It's got to be Patrick Holmes for me. <laughs> you talk about the biggest legacy in the, about, out of everybody playing this game is either Andy Reid mm -hmm. or it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Bro, if he wins this game on his third Super Bowl, yeah. six straight AFC championship games, four Super Bowls in five years, yeah. bro, three championships, two MVPs, and he ain't even 30 yet. <laughs> He's not even 30. Yeah. If this was Muhammad Ali, he would be talking for years. Let's keep talking about how great he is, how great he is. Because that's what he's really doing. Yeah. Tom Brady, to me, is the best football player who ever touched a football, right? And he's like 40, what, 40? He's 40-something when he yeah, stopped. 41? <laughs> His brother's not nah, even 30 yet. 47 now, I think. That boy close to 50. Yeah, remember? My boy 50. Brady, Brady, played Brady played till 45. Hold on, Brady. My, my bad. <laughs> Seven times. I didn't know he was like, hey, almost 50. Yeah, Brady played I bet everybody's 50, Brady party. Anyway, what, this is what I'm trying to say, though. I'm all about legacy, bro. Yeah. You're talking about legacy this early. He's not even 30 yet. Yeah. He's at least played for another... Yeah. 10 years? Speaking and now you number two? Because yeah. I, I got Joe Montana first or, or, or second. I got Brady number one. I got Patrick Holmes number three yeah. right now. He wins this game, man. I don't know what we talking Speaking about. Speaking of legacy, what pick is Mr. Relevant? 262, I believe. That ain't no legacy. That's a, that's a great performance. And you win a championship? That's a great year. It's a great run. This other brother, though, I ain't gonna name his stats. <laughs> I'm gonna throw no, a wrench in. I'm gonna throw a wrench in this. And it's How big's the wrench? Smaller or big? A big wrench in this one. I mean, it's a little bit of what Joy alluded to. We talked about it with Lamar Jackson. Had Lamar Jackson won a Super Bowl, he would have changed the dynamics of everything. I agree. Because now you will say to yourself, Wait, running quarterbacks yeah, can win Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. If you are ever a disruptor, you can gain the most. I'm saying the Kyle Shanahan model has the most to gain. I think about Netflix. Man, Netflix took Blockbuster out of business. Yeah. Right? Like, it changed the whole model of everything. If Shanahan you wins, Shady, if Shanahan shady. wins, Joy, if Shanahan wins, James <laughs> Jones, what now has to happen is rather than trying to find the next Patrick Mahomes, which is hard to do, 
The Niners swung and missed trying to do it in Trey Lance. The Packers swung and we thought they missed in trying to do it in Jordan Love. Rather than trying to find the next Patrick Mahomes, use Shanahan's model. Give me a good quarterback and let me build a great team around him. Give me a good quarterback, let me build a great team around him. Because right now, the current model to win Super Bowls is the Andy Reid model. It's the one that works most often. Quarterback. And not just the quarterback, Mahomes. That's why we wanted Trey Lance, because he rushed for 800 yards his last year in college and threw for a couple touchdowns. Why we wanted Jordan Love? Oh, he's mobile and he can throw. We're chasing Mahomes. It's a copycat league. But there's only one Mahomes. The reason Caleb Williams is so highly touted is because he's the most reminiscent of Mahomes. I can see that. But if Shanahan's model can beat Andy Reid, now, rather than trying to find the next Mahomes, hey, let's get a really good quarterback, yeah. Let's get a really good offensive mind, and let's just get good teams around them, a la the Detroit Lions, but a la the Dallas Cowboys, rather than trying to find the next Mahomes. That's why I think Shanahan has the most to lose. Ooh. Mm. Because I've been under the sneaky suspicion that maybe this won't work, because mm-hmm. Shanahan has been doing this model. Mm. And we all talk about how brilliant he is, but you're talking about giving somebody credit for not doing as much. I'm <clears> going to butcher it. You do it better with the setups. But, like... We give Shanahan credit for going further with less talent, but it's his choice yeah. to do that. He, he's making this decision. Trey Lance was his decision. Brock Purdy, so I don't want to give him credit for Brock Purdy, but he's, he's cho- he chose to put Brock Purdy in that position mm-hmm. and develop him. And he's done a nice job with it. But it's always just, you just get there. You get there, and then you kind of get back, and then you get back again. Mm-hmm. If you don't actually win, then this model isn't working. You yeah. talked about it last yeah. week. Yeah, that's a lot what, of that's, really what it's risking here. Now, it's working as far as winning goes, but that's not your expectations once you get to a certain point. Once you're making it to the Super Bowl and going back to the NFC Championship and going to the Super Bowl, the expectation is eventually to win. And if the one position that's holding you back is the position that you insist you don't need to improve on, well, that falls at at your feet. So I, and you look at who have won the Super Bowl the past year. So Chiefs last year, Mm -hmm. okay, quarterback. Holmes. Stafford. Stafford. Rams, quarterback. quarterback, Chiefs. Mahomes, yep. quarterback, Brady, Brady, Brady Bucks, Man. quarterback, offensive coach. Yeah. And you have the Eagles in there, so maybe that's an outlier. Yeah, okay. a very Although, outlier. It is an outlier. It is but, an outlier. Maybe, it is. I mean, he just, oh, oh, but he went crazy, hold though. Hold on, real quick. Now, he didn't start the whole year. That's no, all. Oh, but the quarterback did. Hold on, but the quarterback that did was killing it. Correct. Exactly. Number so, two, number two oh, what, I'm saying, what I'm saying is for her point. It's right. It really, he was going with right. that. And then the Super Bowl, Nick Foles had found the yard. Yeah, he yes. played out of his mind. No, Nick, Nick played out of his played mind, out of his but, mind. It, but they didn't build it around Nick. Yeah. Nick, no, Nick but, played at a Super But I'm saying for your point, you were talking about the quarterback. It's still the quarterback. Yes, yes. And they went through defense. Carson was going crazy that year. So it's still the quarterback. The quarterback. And then the year before that, who was Tom Brady again. 2016 quarterback. So Shanahan is really. He's, a, he's, he's testing the yes, theory that yes, you can win yes, in the modern yes, NFL without yes. a... And listen, Brock Purdy's had a tremendous year. We're not calling Brock Purdy a bum or anything. Please relax. He's just not Mahomes. And this is Shanahan's system. What are names we just named? No, not at all. Because he ain't Matthew Stafford but, either. But that's my question, too, though. Like, is the method really all that when she just named all them names? Like, we talk about all the time, you may sneak in there and get one, but the formula... Is superstar quarterback. But here's, I, here's, you know what I'm saying? I'm here's that, why yeah. I think, well, what Joy is on, and really this is going to be the point I will try to drive home all week is what is at stake in this game, and it, the magnitude of it is so great. Because, James, to me, it's all about a disruptor. It is all, like, the quarterbacks were traditional, but then you saw Mike Vick come in a joint. And then Robert Griffin came in there. 
And then Cam Newton came in there. And now, now the quarterback is completely different. Joy talks about it all the time. We have to adjust what the quarterback looks like. The quarterback is no longer a 6'5", 230, statuesque Peyton Manning. Now the prototypical quarterback is 6'1 and a half, 6'2", mobile like uh, Jordan Love, like Patrick Mahomes, et cetera. So I do think if he can throw a wrench in this model, Cowboys are doing this model. Cowboys had nine All-Pros, if I'm not mistaken. Matt, you can correct me off camera. And they got a quarterback who's above average. The Lions, to me, are doing this model. I don't believe that Jared Goff is amongst the Patrick Mahomes or Matthew Stafford elites, but the Lions have All-Pros galore, and they have a quarterback who's above average. I think this model could change everything, but, but it has to win or it's nothing. Yeah, but you're saying Lions. Dude was number one. True. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Dak Prescott, if you don't think he's a better quarterback than Proc Birdie, is a good conversation because he's a fourth-round pick, and the Cowboys got a lot of good players around here. But Jared Goff is a, is a first-round pick. But I'm with Joy, man. For me, the most to lose in this game is Kyle Shanahan because, number one, you've had this model, and I think the best model of this offensively that you had was with Matt Ryan mm -hmm. when he won MVP and you were playing lights out. And with that model, you gave up a 28-3 lead. I know you don't coach the defense. I know you was not the head coach, but a superstar quarterback covered up a 28-3 lead with two minutes or something seconds left in the third quarter, right? Then you get to the Super Bowl with Jimmy G, and the biggest play in that game is your quarterback not making the yep. play to win the football game. So I truly believe if those plays are made, he sits here with two championships, this is not even a conversation. But if you get to this game three times and you walk out of this game 0-3, yes, your model's cool. Yes, you win a lot of games. Like Shady said, we know it's hard to get to the NFC Championship. It's harder to get to the Super Bowls. And he's been, what, two and four years? Mm -hmm. But you keep walking out of this thing empty-handed, and we're putting you in front of a lot of great coaches because of what we are seeing you do. You have earned it. From, from some people saying that you are better than this coach and all that, I will argue with you guys, but he's earned the right to be in those conversations. But you can't keep walking out of this game with an NFC championship ring. Also, if he was a defensive coach, I might defend it more. Mm -hmm. But he's not. He's an offensive coach. So that, that also changes things for me. Like, if you're a defensive coach and you're like, cool, I'm going to build up everything, the exact same model, but this particular position I give to someone else to handle and it's not hitting – that would be different. But this is this is all you. This is by your design. Yeah. And, and these are your choices at that position. I, I don't know. I think I think it's interesting because the way that the Super Bowls are being won yeah. is not this. Yeah. So you can certainly argue for the success of it if you're talking about showing up, if you're talking about being consistent at winning at a high level, winning your division. But the big one is, is at your doorstep now. And if you still can't get it done. Yeah, I do know he's over against Andy Reid. Just to let you guys know that now. <laughs> Over for three, right? Yes. Over. <laughs> so, um, oh, for whatever. So, I'm going with Brock Purdy. Most to lose. Most to lose. Let's think about this for a second. With this team, you talked about how the Kyle Shanahan method is, yo, get a good quarterback that's not expensive, mm -hmm. get all these great players around him that are expensive, yes, right? Sir. Is that yes, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, he goes to the NFC Championship game as a rookie. That's really good. Hard to hell to do. Hard to no do. Question. He goes back his sophomore year. No sophomore slump, right? Mm -hmm. MVP conversation. This kid's getting better and better, 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 right? Now we're at the Super Bowl again. And if he loses his game, right, what happens to the Niners? Because eventually he has to get paid. I mean, he was in the MVP conversation. Mm -hmm. So now if you give him that money and they don't win a Super Bowl, yep. what's going to do with his other guys? Brandon Ayuk, Debo coming back up. Kittle. Trent Williams eventually. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Wait, Ward? Ward's up for uh, Robo Deshane? 
<laughs> you get what I'm saying? So as much as we want to talk about Kyle Shanahan, he's going to be there. Listen, I know what y'all say. Y'all, y'all hard on him. I get it. But it's hard as hell to go to conference games and no Super Bowls, no right? And if, and if you're going to do that, there's a lot of owners that's going to take you. If you want to lose, he's going to take you because you can get there. That's right. the first step. The second thing is, when you play your quarterbacks all this money, I mean, look at the Chiefs. You paid your quarterback all this money, right? And now you got all these young, inexperienced wide receivers that had the most drops in football. Yeah. But your quarterback is so good, it didn't matter. We yeah. back at the same spot trying to get another championship. So when you talk about the most to lose, if this, if this young kid don't win a championship, that team will look real different. So, it looks so different that only, I don't can see Kyle Shanahan and this whole, uh, um, um, the way he designs his teams. Yeah. So how do you guys handle it? Mm-hmm. You two over there, man. How do, how do you guys handle it if the Niners lose this game? How are you handling the quarterback spot? Is he the quarterback of your future? Do you pay him this money? Like, Great how question. are you handling the I, quarterback spot if you lose this I will game? be honest. I am handling it like honest. Sean McVay handled Jared Goff. I'm riding with Brock Purdy. I'm riding with Brock Purdy. If there is a moment in time where I believe that I can improve the position, I will try. But literally, I have in my notes, I'm with Shady. Brock Purdy has the most to lose. You can't improve the Niners roster. Yo, you cannot. The running back's an all-pro. <laughs> the fullback's an all-pro. The tight end's an all-pro. The left tackle's an all-pro. Mm. The slot wide receiver, Debo Samuel, was an all-pro last year. The outside wide receiver, Ayuk, is an all-pro. The defensive tackle, Hargrave, is 10 sacks. The other defensive tackle, Armstead, is a first-round pick. The both defensive end was a number one overall pick and I think a number two overall pick. The cornerback, Ward, is an all-pro. The linebacker is the best in football. The other linebacker, the pro bowler, I believe he should be an all-pro. The safety, Hufunga, is an all-pro. The roster can't get better. So if you lose, it's the quarterback. I love me some Brock Purdy. But if the Niners lose, hey, Brock, we can't get better than all pro, all pro, all pro, all pro, all pro. But we can get better than you. So you're saying still pay him like they paid golf, but if we could find a quarterback. No doubt. I'm moving forward with Brock Purdy because you can get to the Super Bowl. I do believe you can win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy outside of freaking the GOAT Patrick Mahomes standing in the way. But... Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan are like this. That's why I think Purdy has the most to lose. McVay went to a Super Bowl with Goff family. Yeah. Won, 13, won 13 games like that, and he still said, I can get better. And not only did he say, I can get better, he got better. And he won it instantly. What you think Kyle Shanahan going to do? He's looking at that Sean McVay, year. and he's going to say, you know what, man? If he did it and he won, I love Purdy. I love Purdy. Yeah. But I got to go get me one of them. Oh, ones. he definitely make that call. Hey, bro, what you think? How should I handle this? Because that's what I would do. We, if we, they boys like that. Yeah. So yeah. even you see how like, after the game, a lot of coaches, they, 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 if they lose, hey, hey, you know what I mean? See you later. <laughs> Where they, they talk. Yeah. They smile and all that. So you can tell they, they really, really tight. And they had a lot of time working And Shady, together. and this is brilliant because in the division, like McVay yeah. was in Shanahan's oh, division, true, yeah. went, got um, uh, Stafford, beat McVay, yep. beat Shanahan en route to the Super Bowl, yep. then won a Super Bowl while Shanahan was sitting there looking. So, I, I, mm-hmm. Purdy to me has a, uh, just, yeah. a lot of stakes. You got Shanahan in front of him. Give me seven days. Give me seven days. We had such a clean block. Yeah, it was peaceful. It was cool. Uh, it ain't that peaceful. Uh, it's not that peaceful. Hey, look, real quick. I know we got $2,500 on that on the whole. Ooh, but I know you like the minors. Ooh. And I love Andy Reid. Let me know what you want to do. <laughs> hey, hey, why wait till Tuesday? Why huh? wait? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why we got to wait? <laughs> Family, when we return, there are a lot of things to look out for this week. Every day this week, I will take you into the film room and break down one particular key to the game. I want to give you a betting advantage. I want to give you a water cooler advantage. Or if you just want to know how to watch the game better than your peers, I want to give you that advantage. Coming up, how should the Chiefs stop the best defensive player in football. At least that's what he was last year. That's next on speed.
Family, it's Super Bowl week. I want to bring y'all into the film room to show you all the specific game plans that must be executed if either team wants to win. The first up is, how in the world do you block the best defensive player in football? Nick Bosa won Defensive Player of the Year last year. He can completely take over the game. He had two sacks versus the Lions. So if you're the Chiefs, how do you block the best player in football defensively? It's very simple. You don't. Take a look at their game last year. Here's Bosa right here. I want you to see Andy Reid's game plan for Bosa. He simply left him unblocked. He let Bosa use his own momentum to block himself. So here is Bosa. They're going to see an end around, but here's the trickiest part about it. Just like that. He's unblocked. You run a jet sweep and you don't even block him. You essentially find a way to make Bosa take himself out of the play. This was a huge pivotal moment in the football game, but this was a through line for the Chiefs all game. Later on in the very same game, now you're going to see Nick Bosa top the screen right here. How do you at home, you, how do you block the best player in football? Once again, I remind you counterintuitively, you don't. What they're gonna do, they're gonna screen Bosa. So we're going to make Bosa take himself out of the play. They didn't try to block him. They didn't try to double team him. They didn't try to chip him. They didn't try to cut him. Yes, those things happen scattered throughout the game, but the best way to block the best player on the defensive side of the field, at least Bosa's one of them, you just don't. So if you are the Niners, what's your game plan gonna be? Football, what I love about it, it's a beautiful game of chess. They make one move, you make another. They make another move, you make one move. So what's the move gonna be? Because last year, Bosa, they didn't block you. So how can you impact the game when they try to take you out of the game? That's going to be the key. That's Monday's lesson, at least. Now, look, again, it's a Super Bowl week. So what I want to do the rest of the week is take you all through different themes every single day on what you need to see. Tomorrow, what's the plan for Kelsey? Wednesday, hey, it's all about effort. On Thursday, expect the unexpected. And on Friday, it's all about quarterback magic. Can we take the jib to the desk? James Jones, remind me, when we went through game weeks, yeah. was it Monday was first and second down? Shady, y'all remember yeah. Monday, first and second down? Yeah. Was it Wednesday goal line? Thursday red zone like how are the Chiefs and how are the Niners preparing for this week of practice because at home it's back. not just Dang. everything you do every day but Chady you've been to Super Bowls James you've been to Super Bowls remind me like I just want the viewer to know how are these teams blocking out the days of practice and preparation for the game well Super Bowl week was the same for us right Monday you know what I mean you're gonna get there you're gonna watch the film you're gonna do what you do you know maybe it's a light little walkthrough to put in put in a little game plan, really put in the whole game plan. Tuesday, you got your day off. Wednesday, first and second down. Right? Thursday, third down. Friday, red zone. Saturday, small little walkthrough. Sunday, let's get ready to ride. Well, Monday was a party day, huh? Party day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, give me another bottle. Give me another bottle. Hey, what's the plan for Kelsey? Oh, you got to see tomorrow, man. You got to see that one tomorrow. It is going to be a great show all week. Well, coming up on the other half of this commercial break, the other side of this commercial break, we got a lot more for you. Brock Purdy, he's just one win away from a championship, but he still has critics. What will it take for Purdy to be considered elite? The most polarizing conversation in all of the sports world, and we're about to step into it on the other half of this commercial break. That's As we celebrate Black History Month, I'd like to recognize four men who were reintegrated into professional football in 1946. Kenny Washington, a former UCLA running back who shared the same backfield 
with Jackie Robinson and Woody Strode in one of the most celebrated backfields in college football history. Washington signed a contract with the Los Angeles Rams when African-American players were banned from league play. Just months after he joined the Rams, the team signed Woody Strode. And that same year, a little-known coach named Paul Brown of the struggling Cleveland Browns signed running back Marion Motley and defense alignment Bill Willis, thereby integrating a startup league called the AFL. These four signings marked a significant moment in black history that would change the sport forever. Getting back to the football field as we are in overtime, hitting this topic again. Brock Purdy, he has played very well this season, but people still doubt his ability to be considered elite. He's called a game manager by some, including former NFL MVP Cam Newton. Well, Purdy added, quote, of the criticism, I think over time I might get some respect. Over time, Joy, Purdy says he might get some respect. This is my favorite topic. It's the most polarizing topic. So many people know me in sports because of this topic. So, Joy, start this topic off. What will it take? for Brock Purdy to be considered elite. Well, respect is earned, isn't it? Uh-huh. Isn't it? I like it, Purdy. <laughs> you like that? I like it. You like that? Like your top, Purdy. Who say that? Kirk, Kirk Cousins? Mike, I, I like a little humble back. I might, you know, I might could get some respect yeah. maybe over time. He basically tells you, I watch what I do. <laughs> Listen, uh, this is, this, watch what I do. The fun thing yeah. about it is we are going to get to see it. And I can't wait. Man. This is what I love about sports. Talk that talk and go back it up. Nothing we love in sports more than that. So... I think he's going to have to play at a really high level. Yes, he is. I think he's going to have to play at a high level for the entirety of the game. Not saying he can't make any mistakes, but if he can show that he belongs on the same field as Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, who have been to as many Super Bowls as they have and won as many AFC Championships games as they have and Super Bowl MVPs and regular season MVPs, we're going to walk away from this feeling, I feel, how we felt about Jalen Hurts last year. Now, erase how you feel about Jalen Hurts right now and how the Eagles season went, but coming out of that Super Bowl, we felt like, okay, he, you know, he didn't play a perfect game. They lost, but they looked like they belonged there. He looked like he belonged on that field. Brock Purdy has some questions about him that I think are still fair, and the way that he's played in this postseason has been a little shaky. Now, he's gotten them out of it, but he played a role in putting them in it, and I don't know if that's going to work against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. And, by the way, this Chiefs defense, which we don't ever talk about, but is a really good defense. Yeah. So I think he's going to have to play at a really high level. Yeah. Yeah, to him, for him to be elite. Now, you came back from the Packers, you won. Mm-hmm. You came down from 17 against the Detroit Lions, you won the football game. If you follow it up with winning the Super Bowl and start this season off the right way next season, there's no way you could keep him out of the elite. Oh, wait, wait win a Super Bowl and next season you got to do good? Yeah. Win the Super Bowl, and I'm saying start the season off the work. right way. You can't, you can't <laughs> win the Super Bowl and start 0-3. We'll all be in here looking like, oh, shoot. You know what I'm saying? So if he can start the, start the season the right way and win the Super Bowl, you can't erase with what we just witnessed and seen. And, yes, he's not going to look like Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes doing this stuff. So I don't believe that's what we are trying to see to put him in this elite conversation. But if he wins and wins the Super Bowl, you just came back from 17 against the Detroit Lions. You start this season off the right way next year, Brock Purdy is in the elite conversation. However it may look, whatever you may think about him, you're going to have to start talking about him as an elite quarterback if he has this Niners team winning the same way they win and now and playing at a high level. He will be in that elite conversation. I truly believe that. But I absolutely love it because he like, listen, man, hey, 
One of these days I'll be considered elite, which means in his mind, I still got to earn this. Whether he thinking he is or not or whoever thinking he is or not, he's saying he still got to earn some stripes to be up there to earn that respect from his peers and, and people out there to put him in that elite conversation. Um, I totally disagree. Oh, wow. Yeah, I do. No elite. I think uh, I like Brock Purdy. I think he's a good quarterback. Um, and he does need to, to get some respect. Right. But the thing is, how can he be elite? How? Because, listen. If they go to Super Bowl, right, which they're going, Kyle Shanahan's going to get a lot of that credit because he's back again with a new quarterback. Like, nothing ever happened. If they win this game, mm-hmm. and I say Brock plays very, very well. He ain't done that ever. The thing is, you got all these all pros that you just talked about, and they're going to they're gonna talk about how he's a game manager and how, basically, the team won the game, no matter what happens. So it's like, if for Patrick Mahomes and Walter going to Super Bowl, right, he's going to make all these plays. He's got these, these, these wide receivers. It's not really big names. Josh Allen, you got Stephon Diggs. You're not going to have the same conversation because of the talent level. I feel like with Brock Purdy, he's never going to get the credit he deserves because of the guys around, surrounding him. The way that Kyle Shanahan built this office, built this team. It's all these great players around me, so I, it can't be me. And I, and, I, and I hate that conversation because he's really out there earning everything he's doing. But you, you, people will never look at him in the same light of the elite quarterbacks. We talked about those four to maybe five elite quarterbacks. If he wins the Super Bowl, are you putting him up there with Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen and them dudes? No, not those. Not those. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, it, it's hard to see people look at him in the, li- in, the, in the light of being elite quarterback because of the guys that's around him. I think That's the curse, the wins, curse of it. Though, if he wins, though, and I think it depends on how the game goes. You say that. If he plays an unbelievable, perfect game, has four or five touchdowns, they go blow for blow all the way down the line, and he, he uh, no pause, he goes, he goes and wins the game in a, in a shootout. Like, I, I think it depends on how the game goes. It could look. Mm-hmm. Spectacular. I don't know that it will, but if it di- if it did, would we not walk away looking at his record, looking at what he did this year, the fact that he took the team to the NFC Championship game the year before that? I'm, see, we might but, not but, put him but, in. Already look at, see, that's a, that's a problem right there because everything you said, if any other quarterback that didn't have this type of team, we automatically we would say, yo, they're elite. They got to be yeah. elite, right? Two years, they took a team back. Two years, yeah, right. the NFC Championship game twice, and then the Super Bowl. Any other quarterback, you like, yo, this dude is elite. Yeah. But it's Brock Purdy and got all these players around him the yeah, way they so, built the so team, so you will never give him so that. So that's my question because this is when it starts getting tough on Brock Purdy because I understand the conversations before. Like, man, look, we ain't seen you come from behind. Like, can you play he from did behind? It. And he, he did, did it, it yeah. right? Hey, Cal Shanahan has been in these games before with quarterbacks that are worse than you, didn't win. And he wins it. And then now he comes in the next season and he's winning again. Uh, like, what is an elite quarterback? Are we just going off a of talent now? Like, talk to me about what is an elite so quarterback. I'm with, I'm, I think we're all kind of saying the same thing. So I really like this conversation. I don't think, Shade is not saying the same thing. Uh, okay, well, here, here's, here's what I will say I don't think there's anything Brock Purdy can do to be considered elite. That's what I'm saying. I don't think there's anything he can do to be considered elite. Because he's really been elite low-key, though. By the masses. Here's why I don't think there's anything Brock Purdy can do to be considered elite. Because if you don't consider Brock Purdy elite after coming back from down 17 and winning a championship game, a championship game in which he has never finished before, Mm. a championship game in which he converted a second and six with his legs, a second and 11 with his legs, a third and four with his legs, he converted those pivotal plays without the help of any of his all pros. A play in which Christian McCaffrey missed the block, Brock Purdy eludes and escapes the defender, and hits use check to toe tap on the sideline. If you don't consider Brock Purdy elite after coming back from down seven in the divisional round, then I just don't think you will consider him elite. I believe it's like this. If Brock Purdy were to walk on water, people would say it's because he can't swim. 
We are always looking for a reason to find a reason why he's not elite. I have already seen him play elite. I've seen him play elite. And he's played elite for 25 games now. Sam's four or five oh, games. So, so I just don't think he'll be elite. Now, to answer Shady's point, wait, and I think Joy's point quickly as well. Real quick? So you're saying he is elite right now, but there ain't none of the other people think he's... I don't, I don't think he's Pat. He'll never be Pat. I don't think he's Josh. He'll never no, be Josh. I don't think he's Lamar. He'll never be Lamar. The person to me who Brock Purdy has to try to nestle up next to is Joe Burrow. That's the one. That's the one who Brock Purdy can be like, okay, look, y'all, he, he don't run 4-4 like Lamar. He ain't 6'5", 250 like Josh. And he ain't a crazy magician like Pat. Yeah, but so the Joe thing will always get met with the fact that Joe took a team that had two wins to the Super Bowl. Which is and, Shady's, which yeah. is Shady's and, other point. You and, can't and, throw that Joe around. And I'm like, not going to... That's the I'm only not gonna one. I'm not going to Brock for that, but like no when we don't have the evidence that we have with Joe Burrow, it's tough to say that. I, I do that's think that's, that's probably the closest yeah. comparison. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. But... but it's also, I think it's, I think it's resume too. Like he's still such a young quarterback that if he wins a Super Bowl, it's going to be tough to argue a lot yeah. of things because you win a Super Bowl, it, that just changes the conversation entirely. But I think if he wins a Super Bowl and then he comes back next year and looks great again, how how, how are we? Yeah, because because you're right. He's never going to be the athlete or the player that Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen is. He's and Patrick Mahomes is in a different a category than them. So uh, the winning has to matter at some points. Why we all got into it so much about what is talent? How much does talent right. matter? It has to me, Shady, and I saw you, you push back a little, but the only reason to me as a defender, I'll speak from my defensive lens. You're an offensive player. Y'all are offensive players. Joy, you're a defensive girl. As a defender, Lamar wows me with this talent. Josh Allen wows me with this talent. Even Stafford, what he can do with his arm, different. But when I look at Burrow, Burrow don't scare me on tape. You don't. Yeah. As a defender, when I watch tape, Joe Burrow does not scare me. Now, what Joe Burrow does on the field is scary. But as a defender, he don't scare you. He ain't finna outrun you. He ain't gonna run over you. Lamar gonna outrun you. Josh gonna run over you. Burrow just has it. Is it he it, just has it. Is it so to is me? It scary to say that out of all the quarterbacks, when, when, when they're all at their hottest, other than Pat, you don't think Joe's up there? I believe Joe's the second-best quarterback in football. So you know what I think of Joe. But the reason I say Purdy has to, that would have to be the comp, is because Joe Burrow, from a physical, imposing perspective, is not imposing. Yeah, but, and Brock is not imposing. But, they just win. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't feel like every quarterback is different. I don't feel like we should do Purdy like that and take him out of the elite conversation because maybe he's not as fast or the arm talent or none of that type stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, the stuff he's about to accomplish, I think that is going to put him in the elite, elite. conversation. Like, I had this conversation with Kurt Warner before. He said it surprises him sometimes that, number one, he got a gold jacket. Number two, that people talk about him in this, this elite com conversation with these other quarterbacks. And Kurt is like, Talent-wise, I'm looking at them like Lamar and Patty got way more talent than me, but he got the job done. You understand what I'm saying? He won football games, won a Super Bowl, has MVPs. Like, he got the job done. Eli Manning got the job done, whatever you may, however you may look at him. At some point in Eli Manning's career, he was labeled as an elite quarterback. He beat Tom Brady twice. So that's what I'm saying. Elite quarterback talent and all that is cool, but, like, what are, we, what are we surrounding this thing off of when we just talk elite quarterbacks? Are we just talking about who we want if your team is absolutely trash and they, they got to go to the think, worst team in football and win? I think that's the issue of, like, who's, who, who's your team, right? The Niners, they got so many great players. So even with Cam Luna, I, I didn't agree with everything Cam was saying, but when he brought it down, like, yo, I mean, for you to be so elite, you are 10th, 11th best player. Mm. 
Let's, you let's, see what I'm saying? So so let's, on the other, they gotta go to break. James, I gotta go to break. Answer on the other half of this commercial break. You'll get that thought off. I wanna make sure we honor that thought you had, but let me pay this bill real quick. When we return, we will finish on the elite conversation. Again, I preface, y'all, it's the most polarizing topic in sports. I'm privileged to be a part of the conversation. Hopefully, you feel the same to witness it. Come back on the other side of this break. Let's continue on. We'll see you shortly, family. Picking up the most polarizing conversation in sports right now. James, you were speaking from a wide receiver perspective. What will it take for Purdy to be considered elite? What makes a quarterback elite? Yeah, I was saying, you know, like with the Purdy conversation, a lot of people want to go to like true abilities and, you know, how it looks and all that would forget with what he's accomplished, especially if he wins a Super Bowl. And it kind of reminds me of the wide receiver play. When people talk about wide receivers, like Jerry Rice played with two Hall of Famers. Nobody takes that away from Jerry. I believe Jerry's the GOAT, right? Larry Fitzgerald played with 27 different quarterbacks, right? The same results. So at the end of the day, the result as a quarterback is to win championships. That, that's the result. That's, that's what the quarterback gets credit for. That's what the quarterback really gets a gold jacket for, winning championships. The greatest ever is not the most talented ever in mm-hmm. Tom Brady, Right? Eli Manning had a little rap at the Pro Bowl this week. Who to go? They said Tom Brady. He said, cool, I beat him twice. <laughs> you know, it's like, so the ultimate goal is to win the game. So I feel like if you're winning and you have your team in that position year in and year out and you have a Super Bowl ring to back it up, and a lot of the times it's because of the way you play in the quarterback spot, I believe you are an elite quarterback. Whether you run like Lamar, sidearm like Patty, mentally like Burrow, whatever it may be, take a – Cincinnati Bengals team that got two wins to the Super whatever it may be, you're winning. And I'm at the same place you are in the Super Bowl. So when you talk elite, I don't necessarily think that's just all talent. If he beats Pat, and I'll go quick, if he beats Pat, I I do think you have to make him elite only because look at the company he's in. Who's beaten Pat in the playoffs? Tom Brady, greatest of all time, elite. Joe. Joe Burrow, elite. So if, if Purdy can beat Pat. And that's crazy. That's all you can say? I think that's it. Yeah, no, I think that's it, that, right? That's yeah, it, like, he's, he's amongst the elite, not to mention, as Joy alluded to, Chiefs have a great defense. So it will take elite play to beat Pat. I said it about Lamar Jackson. Lamar ain't winning this game with his legs. He better throw the ball to, if he wants to beat the Chiefs. He couldn't. He didn't. They lost. For Purdy to beat Pat, he has to play elite. I think, Joy, he would be in that combo. He probably would be. And, uh, but I do think it would, it would matter how he played next year. No doubt. Like, even if he won, we would put him in there, and rightfully so, and he would have earned it beating, you know, Pat and Andy Reid and this Chiefs defense in a Super Bowl in the biggest game. And then when you take a look at his numbers this year and the MVP conversation and the, the amount of wins that he has and the, and the run that he's been on, but I think it would still matter if he came back next year and wasn't playing at a high level, him specifically, not necessarily the team, then it would be, it would be on shaky ground. Just because we are looking at, when we talk about elite, we are also looking at talent. And we don't like to just throw – well, sometimes we do. But I feel like elite is a word that we still kind of hold over here. Like everybody can't be mm-hmm. – everybody can't just get in here. You, have to, you really have to have a resume to get in here. And I think the fact that he's still a very young player is playing a role in that as well. We've seen Lamar Jackson win what will be two MVPs. We've seen Josh Allen play at an MVP level and be an unbelievable physical talent for years and be in the AFC Championship game and, and – and, run the, his division for years. Patrick Mahomes speaks for himself. Joe Burrow taking a team that had two wins to the Super Bowl, beating Patrick Mahomes on, on the way there. Like, we, we have a resume that we can throw down on the table that doesn't just include Shanahan did this with somebody else. So if he... See, if that's he, my thing. If he does this and wins the Super Bowl, then I yeah. think that changes the conversation. I just feel like, man, like, when, when you... 
he's in a lose-lose situation because if if they win this game, they're going to talk about how it was everybody else, the, mm-hmm. the players he had around him, yeah. right? Compared to if you switch players on different teams, quarterbacks, I'm saying? I think it's how he wins it, too, though. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if he wins it, it's going to take a performance. I know that, but regardless, it's going to take something special. Coming up, the Chiefs aren't just in the Super Bowl, but they're being labeled as America's team. Have they taken that title away from the Cowboys? That's surprising. That's next on Steve. Family, two-minute drill, but get this. The Cowboys, we know they're known as America's team, but the Chiefs in their fourth Super Bowl in five seasons. Broadcaster Bob Costa said the Chiefs, quote, it can be safely said that they are America's team, close. Quote, how do we feel about this, Shady? You were closest to the Chiefs. You won a Super Bowl with them. I wonder why, why does he think this? Yeah. See, what makes the Cowboys America's team is everybody loves them, for whatever reason. Everybody loves them. Well, everybody don't love the Chiefs. It's an American <laughs> way to say people that didn't win things, actually won them. So it is kind of on brand. Everybody hating on the Chiefs right now. No doubt. Man, it's crazy. Come on, man. We talk about the Cowboys win, the lose, Cowboys draw. The Cowboys are the biggest brand <laughs> in, the, in the world. It ain't even close. That's fine. Good job, Jerry. <laughs> Family, appreciate you. The Super Bowl, we're bringing you great content all week.